What Really Happened with your host, Mike Rivero. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network, where you'll find out what the Fukushima's going on. And welcome to our show. It is Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Sure happy it's Thursday. Sure happy it's Thursday. Sure happy it's Thursday. It's another insanely busy news day. Lots of stuff we're going to have to get through, try to get through before it's time to open up the phones for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Mike is in our control room taking care of business. And uh, let's get right on into it. Now, uh, today is obviously the anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing back in 1969. And no, please don't call in and say the Apollo landings were faked, or I'll make a very rude noise in your ear. It's also the anniversary of the landing of Viking 1 on Mars. Uh, This was in uh, 1976, and boy, those poor flight controllers and managers, they had a really rough time there because the White House kept insisting, put it down on the 4th, put it down on the actual bicentennial, and uh, the orbiters had not really identified uh, landing sites that appeared to be safe and free of rocks. In fact, when Viking 2 came down, it landed next to a Volkswagen Beetle-sized rock that would have tipped it over and destroyed it. So the, the managers were being uh, very, very careful with this mission. And then finally, you know, the White House came back and said, well, put it down on the 20th, you know, the anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing, and uh, that will be uh, all of that here. So, um, you know, there was... <clears throat> Uh, those were exciting times, what can I tell you? It's also the anniversary of the murder of Vince Foster. That happened back in 1993, and the subsequent cover-up and, uh, you know, a not very pleasant situation uh, that I went through. Uh, so let's get into uh, the current news right now. We're still seeing blowback from yesterday's meeting about the investigation into Hunter Biden. And um, remember that FD1023 uh, form? Uh, that everyone was talking about. Well, it's finally been released. Uh, Grassley, I think, was the one who put it on out. And um, it basically uh, puts Joe and Hunter Biden at the center of a $10 million bribery scheme to coerce Burisma CEO into making the payments in exchange for their help. And that document is now in the public record here. And what's interesting is Burisma CEO Zlochevsky called Hunter Biden stupid but necessary to keep on board because his dad, then Vice President Joe Biden, could protect Burisma from problems. And you remember Joe Biden actually bragging about how they they used the threat of withholding a billion dollars in aid uh, to get the uh, prosecutor uh, in uh, Ukraine fired. So that's a... you know that that's an open and shut case of bribery, and bribery is listed as one of the grounds for impeachment and removal of office. And um, of course, the IRS agent uh, whistleblowers, you know, were basically detailing uh, how the Department of Justice and the FBI were obstructing the investigation all the way, and you know how he committed basically felony offenses, and instead he got off with misdemeanors here. Now. We need to remember something. The FBI source whose report was hidden by the uh, FBI agents at FD-1023 told the FBI that Burisma's founder had 17 recordings of his bribery conversations with the Bidens. Two of the recordings included conversations with Joe Biden himself. Remember him denying having anything to do with Hunter's business affairs. Fifteen were with Hunter Biden. And Zlochevsky stated he had two documents uh, that evidenced some of the payments to the Bidens uh, were made, presumably in exchange for the prosecutor, uh, Shokin, being fired. And again, uh, it's an open and shut case, and the Republicans have got to move on impeachment. I know they, the Senate will not remove him from office. It's all politically charged here. Now, one of the IRS whistleblowers said that, uh, uh, you know, U.S. Attorney David Weiss was not being consistent in attempts to explain charging authorities in the matter. Remember, that was kind of the thing. Well, we don't know who's got the authority to charge, and apparently his story keeps changing, which is another indication of a cover-up going on there. Now, it turns out that the U.S. attorney who refused to bring charges against Hunter Biden for tax evasion donated to Joe Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. So a little bit of conflict of interest, a little bit of bias there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, 
it's just a lot of stuff there. Uh, it came on out uh, that uh, the FBI law- lawyer warned an agent, don't respond to GOP questions about the Hunter Biden investigation. Of course, you know, he, they had, they went in and blew the whistle anyway. And, uh, you know, contrary to promises of whistleblower protection, um, whistleblower X, uh, the um, gay Democrat, uh, says the Department of Justice is waiting to pounce in retaliation over the Hunter Biden investigation. Now, yesterday, the uh, hearing uh, high point for a lot of people was Marjorie, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene when she held up these large cards of uh, images from Hunter Biden's laptop showing him having sex with prostitutes, which he basically flew uh, into Washington State or Washington, D.C., rather, violating the Mann Act. This is human trafficking. And Merrick Garland didn't do anything about it. Good reason to impeach him. And, uh, yeah, it's just completely on display how corrupt the entire government has become. And I'm glad Americans are noticing all of this. And uh, it would be nice if everybody, you know, copies off all this information, save it in an archive, because they're going to try and scrub it off the net as quickly as they can, and just show it to people and just say, look what our government has become. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got on the microphone and pleaded with Americans to move on from the Biden crimes and instead focus on climate change, which is desperation on the cusp of madness. And Alexandria, um, I'll have a single malt, neat little splash of water. Thank you very much. All righty. Now, today's hearing was on the weaponization of the government against social media. And the Democrats started out trying to censor witnesses right from the start on this hearing. It very much, you know, their, their brain. They shut somebody up that is saying things that uh, you don't like. And they specifically targeted Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, claiming that the comments he made about the uh, uh, COVID uh, showing an ethnic bias uh, represented anti-Semitism. And uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy specifically said, I don't know if this is deliberate or not, but it is a valid observation. And we have posted the images and the articles showing, yes, there is an ethnic bias uh, in the uh, in covid. And that's not unique. There are a lot of illnesses that have an ethnic bias. One of the best known, of course, is sickle cell anemia, which targets people of African ancestry. But they uh, were were basically uh, trying to shut him down. They even tried to get a vote to uh, not present at the panel there. And uh, so... uh, RFK, of course, came out swinging against the Democrats' attack on his character in his opening statement, saying, in my entire life, I have never uttered a phrase, pardon me, that was either racist or anti-Semitic. We have to stop trying to destroy each other. Well, you need to remember all the way back in the Clinton administration, they had a phrase, the politics of personal destruction. In other words, if somebody uh, is uh, opposing you, you go out and you find a way to destroy their lives, okay, any way that you can. All right. Now, journalist Emma Jo Morris, who broke the Hunter Biden laptop story for the New York Post, but was immediately censored by the government on social media uh, in an attempt to influence the 2020 election. And she basically uh, 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 delivered testimony on the extent of the censorship that is going on in this country right now. All of it a violation of the First Amendment. It's like members of Congress don't even bother reading the Constitution and the Bill of Rights anymore. Okay. Now, Dr. John Sauer, Special Assistant Attorney General of Louisiana, warns that federal censorship is ongoing, expanding, and reaching new frontiers, and basically referenced the removal of Tucker Carlson from Fox News to show how powerful the censorship industrial complex has become in this country. Now... The Democrats can't deny the censorship was taking place. I mean, that's been documented. And so what they're out there trying to do is sell the idea that it's okay, that that censorship, you know, is okay. Democrat Stacey Plaskett came on out saying free speech is not an absolute. Well, Stacey, go back and read that First Amendment. There are no limits on freedom of speech, period, end of discussion. And the First Amendment isn't there to protect speech you like. It's to protect the speech that somebody doesn't like. And that's part of what, you know, democracy and government is all about. 
Representative Jerry Connolly said that government censorship should be celebrated. Okay, and he accused uh, RFK Jr. of being used politically by the uh, Republicans to embarrass the current president. Uh, Frankly, I think Biden is doing a swell job of embarrassing himself. Now, as part of this um, trying to expose all the censorship, Twitter is going to subpoena Senator Elizabeth Warren's communications with federal agencies such as the FTC and the SEC. Warren has been repeatedly targeting Elon Musk and his companies over the past several years, attempting to weaponize her Senate seat to take down a political adversary. And this week, Senator Warren began publicly urging the Securities and Exchange Commission to open up an investigation into Tesla as well as Twitter and consider enforcement actions against the executives. Yeah, basically illustrating that, yes, the government has been weaponized uh, against what are perceived to be political enemies. Now, here's something that came on out, okay? The FBI knew the Hunter Biden laptop was authentic all the way back in 2019, then turned around and lied to the social media companies to get them to censor the story during the 2020 election season. And so they they knew it was the real deal, okay? And they they lied about it. So did those uh, 51 uh, intelligence uh, uh, experts uh, who signed a letter saying it's all Russian disinformation here. So, um, yeah. And one of the IRS whistleblowers was saying that he was refused access to the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, there is a treasure trove, obviously, of evidence on there. And some of it has been leaked out, uh, some of the photos and, and so forth. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it, <laughs> But there's a lot more on there, probably, and uh, you know, a lot of it got uh, exposed by downloading Hunter Biden's iCloud backup. So somebody got into that here. So basically, what we're looking at is with the FBI uh, going to social media to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story amounts to taxpayer-funded election interference. Now... Elise Stefanik said the American people are smart. They know that this was not a hack and dump. This was an illegal government censorship to protect and prop up Joe Biden on the eve of the 2020 election. And according to polling of people who were now made aware of the laptop, 53 percent would have changed their vote, including 61 percent of Democrats. Okay. So uh, the question is, was the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story determinative in the 2020 election? Well, yes, obviously. Okay. Now, in a recent announcement, President Joe Biden revealed he has selected his longstanding private residence in Wilmington, Delaware, as the headquarters of his 2024 campaign. In other words, he's going to have another campaign run out of his basement and... uh, so he's confident, you know, uh, you know, you know, the electronic uh, voting systems here, you know, we guarantee the results. And um, um, but there are there are other things, other clouds on the uh, uh, horizon here. About half of U.S. voters, 47 percent say they would consider voting for a third party candidate for president next year. And basically, this is a signal that voters are tired of the same old treatment from both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And, uh, I mean, this might be a chance for a third party to get in there. Now, of course, the system is rigged against a third party candidate. Um, When the ballots are printed up in all 50 states, the candidates selected by the two traditional parties automatically get on there. But in order to get a third-party candidate on the ballot, you've got to run uh, petition drives. You've got to spend a lot of money and a lot of manpower uh, to get onto the ballot. And so it it really is rigged to protect the Republicans and the Democrats, who are basically two faces of the same monster. Now, we have been hearing about how certain people in the Democratic Party and certain uh, deep-pocket Democratic donors are very concerned about trying to run Joe Biden next year because he's obviously in a case of deterioration. And so there's been talk about finding some way to move him out of the campaign trail. And in a very worrying sign, Gavin Newsom has launched his 2024 campaign today. 
And, uh, of course, if elected, he will do for the United States what he did for California. <clears throat> sure, we're all looking forward to that. Now, over in Illinois, law enforcement officials are bracing for a spike in crime after the state eliminated cash b uh, uh, bail. And critics have dubbed this America's most dangerous law. Uh, ruling by the state Supreme Court Tuesday paved the way for the radical change to take effect starting September 18th, when Illinois will become the first state in the nation to eliminate cash bail as a condition of pre-trial release. Basically, it's going to be left up to the judge to say, you can walk, uh, or I'm going to keep you in pretrial detention on factors like flight risk and public safety. But this is going to result in a lot of very dangerous criminals being immediately allowed back out onto the street and to do whatever they feel like uh, they're doing. And uh, it's, it's part of the de decline and fall of the American empire. Now, there was an article that came on out of MSN No Less, and it's talking about the state of Oregon, which three years ago decriminalized hard drugs, thinking that, um, you know, if there was no uh, penalty, that maybe the drug problem would go away. And this has worked in other countries where they decriminalize the drugs, but then they make the addicts come to state-run clinics to get the drugs and the, whatever apparatus is needed to partake of them. Um, Oregon really didn't do that. And as a result, drug abuse has just gone right through the roof. And, you know, it's, it's pretty bad here. Now, um, let's see. There are three reasons why the drug problem in this country is so bad. The first is that wide open southern border. The second is that as life in the U.S. becomes harder and harder, people turn to recreational drugs as a form of escape. And third, a certain intelligence agency, or maybe even more of them, engage in drug smuggling to generate revenue not overseen by Congress. If you'll remember Gary Webb's dark alliance, he basically blew the lid off the fact that it was the CIA that triggered the crack epidemic because they were bringing in uh, all of this cocaine, uh, you know, you had the airport at Mena, Arkansas, and, uh, you know, they, they wanted money that was not under the review of Congress to carry out their very operations. Now, Joe Rogan has suggested that Jeffrey Epstein was blackmailing Bill Clinton, and that famous painting of uh, Bill Clinton in a blue dress was uh, Epstein's way of saying, I got you by the short and curlies. And, uh, I mean, it was a blackmail operation. Uh, it, it was basically a honey trap with very young honey, and everybody who went to that mansion uh, in New York or the one in Florida or that island, uh, they got videotaped, and whoever's got those videotapes right now is calling the shots in this country. All right, so let's talk about Jason Aldean and his music video for Try That in a S Small Town. Uh, and it's now number one on iTunes. And the left is just going totally bananas about that whole situation. Now, over at Sound of Freedom, Tim Ballard has reportedly uh, been let go at both of the organizations he led. Motherboard reported uh, yesterday that Ballard was no longer the CEO of the Nazarene Fund, an anti-trafficking organization backed by Glenn Beck. And uh, apparently uh, Ballard parted ways with Operation Underground Railroad, which he founded and was the basis for the movie. And uh, Ballard allegedly went to donors and told them that he'd been forced out and wanted to create a new organization. Well, he may well be able to do that because Sound of Freedom has topped $100 million at the box office. It's actually outdoing the new Mission Impossible movie. And I'm sure all those uh, troubled studio heads out in Hollyweird are, are saying, you know, what are we doing wrong here? Well, you're going woke. I mean, you know, the new Snow White is woke. The new Barbie movie is woke. I mean, it's just and people are turned off by all of that stuff. OK, we're coming up on our first commercial break here and we'll be back after a moment with some more news.
The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Politicians and preachers once sometimes told the truth. We didn't throw wars for stone. Sacrifice our finest youth With no video games or cell phones A house felt like a home Children fought and played together And stayed upon a computer alone Big MacDonald had a farm Okay, and um, another breaking story. Apparently we were talking about these phone calls that the Burisma CEO had uh, uh, made with Hunter and uh, Joe Biden, and apparently they have been leaked out or released. Uh, I'm looking at a entry on Twitter, which uh, I will save and embed, uh, you know, at the website so you can hear it. But uh, yeah, this is all very, very, very damning stuff here. Okay, getting on to election fraud, and we need to educate ourselves about that because uh, there's going to be a lot of it next year. There's no question whatsoever. Apparently, multiple errors occurred during the audit of Fulton County's 2020 presidential election, according to a consent order approved by the Georgia State Election Board. They're basically saying it was human error, and uh, uh, the process required paper ballots being sorted by candidate, hand-counted totals being written on paper, and then transcribed into computers. But trust us, it didn't change the outcome. Joe Biden actually did win down there. And if you believe that, I have some of Saddam's nuclear weapons to sell you. 
getting into the medical situation. Bill Gates has got his new hip idea out there. He's working together with the World Health Organization and the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, what they want to have is a peel-and-stick vaccine patch, like an anti-smoking patch or a lidocaine patch. Uh, and they're just going to mail it to people's home, and you put it on your arm, and the mRNA gets inside and does all kinds of interesting things. And, uh, no, I'm not really... Uh, um, going to be uh, using that here. I've already been vaccine damaged enough. Thank you very much here. Now, in something that a lot of people are saying is divine justice, uh, a tornado ripped apart a Pfizer manufacturing facility in North Carolina yesterday afternoon and uh, basically uh, destroyed a lot of critical medicines. Uh, it primarily hit in the storage area where the mRNA COVID vaccines were being stored and just you know, blew them all over. And uh, you know, so I'm sure that are insured and everything. But now everybody's complaining, oh, we're going to have shortages of these mRNA vaccines. We're, we're going to have to do something about that. All right, international news here. The U.S. It continues to press Ukraine for some kind of a decisive breakthrough, despite the, the, the failure of the counteroffensive against the Russian defenses. There, the Russians are just not budging here, and uh, apparently, to try and achieve that dramatic uh, change, Ukraine is starting to use the U.S.-supplied cluster bombs on Russian forces now. Putin has already said if Zelensky was going to do that, Russia would reply in kind with cluster bombs being dropped on you, you, the Ukrainian forces. And the problem is when the war is all over and done with, that's going to go back to being ordinary land. And those bomblets are going to be there killing livestock and, and people, you know, for decades to come. You know, some of this stuff just floats around the world for a long time. I mean, mines, ocean mines that were deployed, you know, in World War II, you know, have shown up on beaches and they have to be destroyed by demolition crew. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not very good here. So um, uh, basically, uh, Joe Biden is continuing to destroy our reputation in the eyes of the world. Now, former Pentagon analyst and Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Karen Kwiatkowski uh, has criticized the decision to supply cluster munitions to Ukraine and said, uh, basically, the Pentagon's interest seems to be in getting rid of these munitions, and they're very difficult to get rid of, uh, so, you know, so many nations have banned them. So basically, uh, Biden is just using Ukraine as a dumping ground uh, to uh, you know, get rid of them. And, uh, the, you know, people are going to get killed here. Now, we're getting a report, this is coming out of TASS, that the Ukrainian military is amassing reserves for an attack on the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. And this is coming from the acting Zaporizhia region governor, Yevgeny Belitsky. And he says uh, the situation is very, very tense. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, if the plant gets damaged, you're going to have another uh, Chernobyl on your hands. And so that's a very, very dangerous situation. Okay, Russia forces struck a signal center and a command post of two Ukrainian army brigades over the last day in the special military operation in Ukraine. They have really good intelligence. They know where all this stuff is being put. And this is coming from Defense Ministry spokesman Lieutenant General Igor Konoshenkov uh, earlier today, actually. Meanwhile, Russian forces have wiped out seven Ukrainian ammunition depots in the Dnipropetrovsk and Zaporizhia areas. <clears throat> and so, yeah, we're running out of ammo, and it doesn't get to the front lines. Russia's blowing it up before uh, the Ukrainians can even use it. I mean, we're sending all that stuff over there, and the Russians are just using it for target practice. I mean, this is just a, a bad, bad idea. Okay, now let's see where we are. We're coming up on another commercial break, and when we come on back, we'll have more news coming out of Russia, Crimea, Ukraine, and stay tuned. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors.
You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we, the people, are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Wall Street wizards on the land, from a mental institution, claim private retirement funds. Yeah, they are the best solution. But when the markets crash, we'll be asking where's the cash. Guess them folks in D.C. must be smoking Texas hash. And welcome back to our show here. We're talking about the situation in Russia and Ukraine. And in the last few days, the armed forces of the Russian Federation have launched a series of massive attacks against the Ukrainian ports in Odessa, destroying several strategic targets. Now, the Western media is saying it's an act of terrorism, and basically they're saying it's a follow-up to uh, uh, Moscow recently suspending the Black Sea grain deal. But it basically ignores the fact that Kiev maintains several arms depots in the ports from which uh, they will use weapons that they're now sending into Crimea. And so uh, it seems like it was a good strategic decision uh, to try and destroy those weapons in order to protect the civilians of Crimea. Now, over in the United Kingdom, uh, a key military facility where cutting-edge missiles were being manufactured in haste to send off to Ukraine has shut down after underpaid workers there decided to strike. So Ukraine is not going to get that weaponry uh, quite as soon as they were expecting. Now, 
article over in the Duran, Why the West is Losing Both of Its Wars Against Both Russia and China. And, uh, you know, the, Joe Biden said of the Ukraine war back on July 13th, Putin has already lost the war. There is no possibility of him winning the war in Ukraine. He's already lost the war. Another illustration of Biden's not being in touch with reality. And uh, on July 20th uh, today, linking to news articles in the Financial Times and the Center for New American Century, Russia's RT News headline, West is not prepared for conflict with China, meaning that the West, meaning mostly the United States, would lose any war against China unless it went nuclear, in which case everybody would lose. There are no winners in a nuclear war. Meanwhile, Senator Rand Paul came on out and said, we're out of ammo, we're out of money, we cannot afford to keep sending money and ammo to Ukraine in order to fight a war with Russia because we're pretty much running out of both. All right. And there's another problem also. The U.S. military is facing a critical recruiting crisis as the Army, Navy, and Air Force all expect to miss their recruitment targets for 2023 by a significant margin due to issues including poor pay, shoddy housing facilities, remember the mold problem, physical abuse, skyrocketing rates of suicide and post-traumatic stress disorder, and discontent over the forever wars. And I'm sure all the wokeness is probably not helping the situation either. So... uh, The Army initially expected to recruit 65,000 new soldiers this year. That target has been reduced by 15,000. The Navy expects the end-of-year numbers to fall 10,000 short, and the Air Force uh, anticipates a 3,000 shortfall of its 27,000 goal. And, uh, you know, complicating the crisis, 77% of young U.S. adults are disqualified from military service due to a lack of physical fitness, low test scores, drug abuse, criminal records, and so forth. And uh, only 9% of U.S. citizens aged 16 to 21 say they would consider military service. So, to recap, we are out of money, we are out of ammo, We are out of men. This is not a good time to press a war agenda for anybody who is thinking clearly. All right. Now, Russia's mercenary chief, Yevgeny Prigozhin, was shown in a video on Wednesday welcoming his fighters to Belarus, telling them they will take no further part in the Ukraine war, but he ordered them to gather their strength for an operation in Africa. So there's going to be heating up down there here. Meanwhile, out in the Pacific, the Solomon Islands and Vanuatu are considering forming their own military units. Up until now, they've sort of like partnered with the nations like the United States, and the U.S. says, we'll, we'll take care of you and protect you. And I guess the Solomon Islands and Vanuatu aren't really sure that the U.S. Uh, could actually do that. And uh, so everybody is arming up here. I'm sure the arms manufacturers are going to be delighted here. Now, John Bolton has an article out with The Hill titled America Can't Permit Chinese Military Expansion in Cuba, which inadvertently spells out exactly what's wrong with the way the U.S. empire keeps amassing heavily armed proxy forces on the borders of China and Russia. And uh, that's exactly what's wrong. I mean, we have all these forces in the Gulf, we have forces in the Mediterranean, we have bases all over the place, and all of a sudden uh, Bolton is having a hissy fit uh, because uh, you know the Russians are getting tight with Cuba, and a Russian warship has recently visited Cuba, and oh, we can't allow that to happen. Well, one of the few things that I really liked about Obama is that... Um, he uh, wanted to normalize relations with Cuba, and um, that would have been a good tactical or strategic decision because it was the uh, uh, alienation of Cuba following the Bay of Pigs that drove them into the arms of the Soviet Union, which eventually led to the Cuban Missile Crisis. And here, our government appears to be making the same mistake all over again. All righty. So, uh, talking about the economy now, uh, the Federal Reserve Board... Uh, is raising interest rates again. So the uh, rate on your credit card and your mortgage and your car payment and everything is going to jump up again. But according to this article uh, on the Hill, this is a mistake, and it could spark a recession. 
And the article says the Federal Reserve Board will serve the U.S. economy well if it continues to pause raising rates. But its determination to hike them will most likely drive the economy into recession quickly, increase unemployment and uncertainty, and propel it to start easing again. Now, the Fed has done a good job trying to bring down inflation in the past year. It's still much higher than it was under Trump. Um, But it does make mistakes. Okay, the Fed and its chairman, Jerome Powell, have been unable to recognize a heating or cooling economy in a timely fashion in order to take action to minimize the negative effects. Now, back in 2019, Powell began to tighten the Fed rate prematurely, recognized his mistake, and reversed. In spring of 2020, facing a pandemic-induced economic collapse, he pumped trillions of dollars into the economy for far too long, held the fund rate close to zero, and induced high inflation. So that's what's going on. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people, investment uh, you know, types and so forth, uh, will say that... Uh, Uh, Bonds are a a risk-free environment, but, you know, bonds are really, really safe here. And um, that, uh, you know, is primarily the treasuries here. And uh, so this risk-free delusion appears to be dissolving here. And there is a $133 trillion bond market out there. That is a lot of exposure. And 2022 was the worst year for U.S. treasuries in American history. The benchmark 10-year Treasury fell nearly 18%, and the 30-year Treasury collapsed over 39%. Many of the bonds did even worse. Even if you go back 250 years, you cannot find a worse year for Treasuries, the foundation of the colossal global bond market. So it's, it's very fragile out there. It is very fragile. It's also fragile out in Mouseland. We've been talking about how Disney's been losing all tons of money on all these woke feature films, and people just are, are turning off, and they tried to um, improve their bottom line by raising prices at the, the theme parks, which just drove people away. They didn't want to pay that much money uh, to get into the parks here. And so even over the last Fourth of July holiday, uh, the parks were basically empty. I remember when I went to Disneyland as a kid in Southern California, you know, one of the things that always bothered me was how crowded it was and you, how long the lines for the rides were. And you just, you know, it, it, now it's not that way anyway, anymore. And uh, now CEO Bob Iger has basically opened the door to selling Disney's linear TV assets as the business struggles against uh, during the media industry's transition to streaming and digital offerings. Iger appeared Thursday on CNBC and uh, uh, the morning after the company announced it would extend his contract by two years through 2026. And uh, so the mouse is in trouble right now. Meanwhile, in a red warning sign here, this is from Zero Hedge, credit scores are abruptly plunging as Americans stop paying down their debt. This is from Synchrony Financial. And over the past few years, tens of millions of consumers witnessed a remarkable increase in their credit scores, primarily due to helicopter money dished out by the federal government, rock-bottom interest rates, and a pause on the student loan payments. However, the party has come to an end, and credit scores are plunging. Bloomberg reports Synchrony Financial is closing inactive accounts and capping card limits for a number of clients as macroeconomic headwinds mount. So, yeah, bad news out there. And um, getting on back to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, and Joe Biden is out there saying, well, we're going to refill it real quickly. And it's not that easy. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve was created under President Gerald Ford in 1975 following the 1973 to 1974 Arab oil embargo, which turned out to be just the first of that decade's two major oil shocks. Now, they've got these gigantic salt caverns in Louisiana and Texas, and the Strategic Petroleum Reserve was supposed to hold enough crude oil, 714 million barrels, to help us weather any future embargo. While it was never large enough to do that for a significant amount of time, the SPR's very existence strengthened our geopolitical position versus some very nasty oil producers in place like Iran and Russia. It took until 2010, 35 years, to fill those reservoirs all the way up. 
Okay, 35 years, and it took Joe just two years to cut the reserves in half down to levels not seen since 1983. And so, yeah, we're... We're in trouble on that one as well. If there's another oil crisis, we don't have the resiliency to weather it. Speaking of oil, do you remember when this uh, oil tanker was captured by the United States and uh, uh, they basically stole this oil from Iran? Well, apparently the tanker is still sitting off the coast of Texas and they can't sell the oil. Okay. Now, the Justice Department seized the Greek tanker Suez Rajan in April under the pretext of sanctions enforcement and took the ship to Texas. And they can't sell the oil because the companies that would unload the oil are worried about Iranian retaliation in the Persian Gulf. Companies with any exposure whatsoever in the Persian Gulf are literally terrified of buying that oil. So it's just sitting there. Okay, maybe they can put that in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve here. Meanwhile, uh, China's major state-owned banks are selling dollars to buy yuan in the offshore spot market in early Asian trades uh, today. And uh, they're trying to slow the pace of the yuan declines uh, by selling the dollars. And uh, again, it's going to weaken the dollar internationally even more. The dollar stays are numbered. I mean, and, and I'm not talking about this plan to ban cash and everything. The, the, the U.S. dollar internationally is... In, in serious trouble because the government weaponized it and they used it to push their agenda and policies on other countries and the other countries got tired of it. Now, over at the World Economic Forum, which, by the way, I don't remember voting for them to run my life, um, their new uh, agenda is to end private car ownership to save the planet from human-caused global warming and... Uh, you know, I mean, they've been pushing this uh, global apocalypse story for about 50 years now. Uh, and they're going to say, you know, just trust the experts and uh, give up your car here. And uh, it, it's just nonsense. It's completely complete nonsense. And you're ignoring the fact that CO2 is necessary for the cycle of life on this planet. Plants eat it. They turn it into oxygen. If you want to end the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, just plant more plants. Commercial greenhouses buy machines that generate carbon dioxide and pump it into the greenhouses because the plants grow faster, larger, and produce more saleable crop. And all of this stuff about, you know, oh, CO2 is bad, CO2 is bad. You know, it's, it's nonsense. It's probably one of the biggest hoaxes ever played on planet Earth. Getting into immigration here, New York City Mayor Adams went on TV uh, saying, we can't take any more illegal immigrants. Our cup has basically run over. We have no more room in the city, and we need help. Well, gee whiz, when you declared yourself a sanctuary city, did you not foresee that that was going to be a likely outcome? All right. Uh, over in Britain, uh, the immigration problem is costing taxpayers two billion pounds a two billion pounds a year, and uh, they're paying seven million pounds a day to house the migrants. Uh, more than four hundred hotels have been commandeered to put them up, as have cruise ships, barges, and army barracks. And it turns out that the uh, illegal immigrants are being given free cigarettes. Okay, and of course, Britain's homeless are are just being totally ignored. Yeah, it's. It, 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 it's a messed up priority, in my opinion. Your own people first, then we'll look at maybe helping some others. But you've got to take care of your own people. Okay. Um, up in Massachusetts, which I always sort of viewed as uh, the, the heart of the American Revolution, Battle of Lexington and Concords and so forth, um, they're getting ready to pass a draconian gun law and... Uh, uh, they're saying that, that if you're a firearms owner, don't go to Massachusetts. And if you already live there, you might want to move. Now, House Docket 4420, if it becomes law, will be the most anti-gun state in the country. And what Massachusetts is clearly trying to do is basically end run around the Second Amendment. It's a 140-page omnibus bill. It's called an act of modernizing firearms laws and uh, basically mandating that all firearms and feeding devices, meaning magazines, be registered. 
banning people under 21 from buying or carrying a semi-automatic shotgun or rifle, banning concealed carry of firearms even on private property unless expressly permitted by the government. So, so much for the cradle of liberty. Now, getting on back to the environment, uh, John Kerry just got back from a uh, uh, visit in China talking about climate change, and the total trip was a complete failure. He didn't come back with anything at all. China understands this global warming stuff is just nonsense. And as a matter of fact, according to this article in The Daily Skeptic, official figures produced by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency show a decline in U.S. heat waves going back 75 years, contradicting the climate alarmist propaganda being pumped out by the government and media. It's all a hoax. It's a tremendous hoax. That's all it is. To get your money, get your obedience. All right, we're going to take another break for commercials, and we will be right back. have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your delight. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
And welcome back to our show here. Now, meteorologist and Heartland Institute senior fellow Anthony Watts was on the Ingraham Angle on Fox News the other day, basically saying that the wildfires in Canada are perfectly normal, natural, and they are not caused by human-caused global warming. In fact, the trend for wildfires across North America has actually been on decline for more than a century, probably due to the massive deforestation uh, that has been going on there. So Watts also explains how the U.S. government is juicing the temperature data to make it appear the Earth is dangerously warming, when in fact the weather stations are increasingly surrounded by urban heat islands. In other words, the U.S. temperature data is corrupt. Now, in my article on ClimateGate, uh, we show some of the links they went to. They put a temperature sensor right next to an incinerator and, and just stuff like that. There used to be a network of uh, weather monitoring stations in the rural areas, which are much cooler. Those got shut down years ago. So they're cooking the books to try and convince you that the, uh, the Earth is in danger and you are to blame and you will atone. Okay, now, a little bit of uh, information here. The oceans cover 71% of the Earth's surface, and they turn carbon dioxide into oxygen. Okay, because of all the, uh, the, 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 the kelp and the, the plant life and algae and so forth and so on. So, you know, the Earth does have a mechanism for dealing with carbon dioxide. Okay, getting into some of the wokeness here. Uh, apparently, Algebra 1 is effectively eliminated from Harvard-area middle schools because too many white and Asian students were taking the class. So this school district in Massachusetts is slowly phasing Algebra 1 out of its middle school curriculum uh, because the advanced math classes were predominantly filled by white and Asian students. Now, some area parents are considering placing their child in a private school or a homeschooling program to make sure they're adequately prepared for high school mathematics. I think it's a very, very good idea. You know, the, the government wants dumb people because they're easier to control. They don't like people who know how to think critically and analyze and uh, can easily see the deceptions in front of them here. Now, a black diversity, equity, and inclusion director who was fired by her California community college, has now filed a lawsuit accusing the school of illegally targeting white people. So this just keeps going back and forth here. Meanwhile, um, Stony Brook U has awarded $700,000 to push diversity in K-12 leadership. Okay, the academic left is still going down this road, and they're throwing lots and lots of money at it. Stony Brook University awarded uh, the uh, uh, got themselves got a seven hundred. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread the story. They have received a seven hundred thousand dollar grant from the New York State Education Department to increase diversity in K through 12 leadership. And, uh, you know, I'm a great believer in meritocracy, and especially should be in education. You want very bright, well-educated people teaching the kids. And it shouldn't matter what color they are, what gender they are, what orientation. Get the best people able to do the job. Okay? So, anyway, we're coming up on our station identification. We're going to open the phone lines, 512-248-8252, and we will be right back. People who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. 
However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. <laughs> 